0: You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast. That's a.k.a. Murph. And that's AP. And this is the podcast where we
1: talk about cycling just for the fun of it. With tales from all over the nation, come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Well, hey there, AP. How's it going?
0: Well, uh, you know I'm doing great right now. Yes, well,
1: you're doing great every single time we chat on the podcast, but there is some big news to share this week. Am I right? Am I right? You are right. Okay. Uh, Do you want to tell the listeners about your recent purchase?
0: That's right. I got a new bike last weekend. Whoa! I really know! I'm so excited. It's sort of a belated Christmas present. So Okay. Uh, Santa was kind to me this year. I'm just going to say I got it at Bike World and they have a annual warehouse sale. And I knew the sale was going to be last weekend. So I went with the idea of finding a baby and I did. What did you end up getting? I got a Cannondale Synapse carbon bike. Carbon? And- Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I thought we, we, lived, we both lived and died by steel. Steel is real. I know. But look, like I told Scott Sumter, just because mom got another baby or had another baby doesn't mean she lo- doesn't love her other ones just as much. <laughs> So, <laughs> there's there's plenty of love to go around. Okay. Like my heart has expanded, yes.
1: And is this so, a like a road
0: bike or a gravel bike or a touring bike? Well, you know what? I would call it a road bike, but all the road bikes that they had in the shop had these sort of thicker tires. Oh, good, yeah. in my mind, seem like gravel bikes. Now, yeah. I don't know if it's really supposed to be a gravel bike, but... That's, they all had that same kind of slightly thicker tire. So uh you better watch out. I'm gonna be bombing down the gravel roads even faster now.
1: <laughs> well, I was just gonna say, for people who have never biked with Andrea Parrot, she <laughs> she bombs down gravel even on her teeny tiny skinny tires. Uh so this is it, it makes me feel a little bit better knowing you're gonna have bigger tires.
0: I mean, that's the way to ride gravel, am I right? I'm right. I w- I <laughs> wish
1: that I had the confidence that you had, and you you are very skillful. So I'm not saying that oh, you're bad. You. Yes.
0: You. Um, do you so na- far, so do you name your bikes? I do name my bikes. I have uh, named all my other bikes. I think that this bike, I haven't named it yet because I haven't really got a chance to ride it. Yeah. So I have a couple in mind. Uh, the color of the bike, it's a black bike, but the color is called cashmere. Ooh. So I've been kind of throwing around a Led Zeppelin themed name because they have the famous song called cashmere. Um, But, you know, I haven't really landed on anything because I got to get to know her first. Sure.
1: Yeah, I hear you. Yep. And so. then I think the big question, um, hopefully your other bikes are not listening to the answer, but <laughs> are you, are you going to keep your, are they the Teasdales? You have the Teasdale mm-hmm. bike?
0: Yes, I have my beloved Army Green Teasdale, um, and that bike is named Kirby, uh, but I'm keeping Kirby around because I love that bike so much, uh, but it had been my primary bike for the last couple of years. Uh, like you said, I love riding steel bikes, um, but... It's an older bike. It's from, I think, the 80s, and the paint had started to chip, and it, oh, yeah. I just got a little worried about that. I know the bike is going to be fine. Like There's really nothing wrong with that bike itself, but I wanted to give it a break and not ride it so much all the time so that hopefully it slows down the chipping of the paint. But absolutely, I'll be out on that bike. It has my burrito on it, so how else am I going to be carrying <laughs> my burritos around? <laughs> and yeah, I got to ride
1: that bike. And for those who don't know what a burrito, is it a burrito Uh Yeah, so it's like a little bag that sits on the front of her handlebars that is literally meant for carrying burritos. But I've also seen you put a a can of beer in there before.
0: That's right, and you could also fit a large Gatorade, a full-size Gatorade in there. Oh, yeah. Um, And it it is insulated, and then it has a little zip pocket on the side where you could put allegedly salsa if you wanted to. So (laughs) it has everything... (laughs) I have to see if they have one that matches my new bike or maybe I'll get a different bag. I don't know yet. So like stay tuned on that. Yeah. But yeah.
1: You know, so as for as long as I've known you, you've always been loyal to the bikes that you have. You have like that pinkish one. And then of Mm -hmm. course your green Teasdale. So how long has it been since you've purchased a new bike?
0: Oh, well, it has been. And I've never purchased my own bike before, but when I was 12, I got. Um, my yellow Gary Fisher Marlin that I rode on my first, I don't know, four or five rag brides, maybe three, four or five. Anyway, my first several rag brides. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Gary Fisher bikes, that's a mountain bike. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That I, I still have that bike. I still ride that bike. Um, and so that would have been, I don't know, decades ago that we got that bike from a bike shop in Iowa city that doesn't exist anymore. So So this is a huge deal yeah yeah it is a huge deal and yeah my most my other bike that i rode a lot i have another Cannondale now like i don't want to go through all my bikes but like (laughs) that bike i had i got on craigslist when craigslist first started so that's i have i have some other bikes but i didn't buy them new since ah man it would have been like (laughs) mid 90s when we bought that bike wow well congratulations
1: this is pretty exciting you know Uh you know what we should do Like, maybe once it starts getting nicer, because, you know, we're recording this the end of February, um, maybe we should host a Just Go Bike ride in, like, maybe the Des Moines area.
0: Oh, I would love that. Yes, absolutely. Be riding my new wheels. List Any listeners that are in the Des Moines area or who would be interested in traveling to the Des Moines area to bike with us, uh, send us a message and maybe we'll put something together. Yeah. I mean, like, maybe...
1: I'm spitballing here, but, you know, maybe like a Friday afternoon or, you know, dare we say a Saturday morning, like, I don't know. I love biking in the Des Moines area because the trail system is so awesome. And there's so much like, you know, you have downtown, but then within a mile or so you're out in like parks and lakes and all of the good
2: stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And before we move away too far from the new bike talk, I just wanted to say shout out to Christopher Meharry, who has been on the podcast before. He's a world-class photographer and just at a lot of the events that we also attend. And he helped me pick up my bike. So he had excellent, excellent customer service. He helped me so much. I looked at literally like 75 bikes. So (laughs) (laughs) he has the patience of a saint. So I really, really appreciate that. And I would Um, say
1: Christopher is not only a world famous photographer, he's amazing, but he shares my love of pink bikes.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yes, he showed me a picture of a new bike he just got that he was getting custom pinked. Yes. (laughs) Adding a little
1: pink to it. Yeah, I do the same thing. I get all of my bikes custom painted, which I I do the entire frame pink, or sometimes he'll just do accents, but we both have the love of pink, so. Yes,
0: it's awesome, and um, the other thing I wanted to give a shout out from my bike experience was that while I was there I saw somebody with a Just Go Bike sticker on their hey, bike cool! but they were rolling it out of the store and I didn't get it I was doing something else so I didn't get a chance to chase them down and say hello but if you go to Bike World West and you have a Just go Bike sticker hello.
1: That is awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah it was so cool. Cool okay so, so yeah. speaking of
1: riding bikes and your new bike and getting out all of that good stuff that is a great segue to the interview mm. this week. So this yes. week I interviewed Coach Ertl um, to talk about training for Ragbri 50 and he's been on every single year. And it has always been an extremely popular episode for both newbies, but just also people who are like, oh my God, how am I gonna get ready
0: for Ragbri in July? Yes, yes. Coach David Ertl has been doing the training plans for Ragbri since the mid-2000s. It's been a long time and he knows his stuff. And it's just a really surefire way to make sure that you are ready for Reg, right And you can get started now. You could probably get started in another couple of weeks, but I would yeah. get, get around to it. But I posted the training plan on RagRai.com, and you can – we have a little tab that says training, and all the training plans are listed there from this year that we've posted so far as well as uh, all the ones from previous years. So if you want to kind of compare and contrast or, you know, just – He also posts a blog to go along with it. So if you just kind of want to get into the vibe of like, what should I, where should I be in the process of training? What should I be looking forward to? You can look back at those as well. So yeah, just go to ragbuy.com and you'll be able to find all those.
1: Yes. And he uh, gave you a couple of shout outs, Andrea. So you, um, yeah. I, know, I know you'll be listening to this podcast once, you know, it's, it's already out, but um, yep. he gave you a couple of great shout outs and he did say, um, including in his training plan in the blog, that there's a PDF that you can print out and he suggested, you know, print it out, put it on the fridge or someplace visible and there's even space that you can, you know, handwrite in your mileage so that you can actually look at a one. You know, one place that um, you can see if you're on track for training, or maybe falling behind, or maybe you're a superstar yep. and getting ahead. Yep. And he also did stress that it's just a guide, right? So yep. the yep. training plan. Um, I think it had everyone starting to train the beginning of February, but yep. here we are, at the end of February. So if somebody's listening to this episode, going. Well, wait a minute, I haven't even gotten on my bike yet. Or, you know, the weather's too, you know, not something that I want to go outside and do. There's still time.
0: Yes, absolutely. Well, and he has a training guide that's available for everyone and people are at different stages of their fitness journey in their preparation for ride price. Some people like me have barely done anything and some people have done hundreds of miles already this year. So it, it is definitely just a guide, but it's super helpful and you could, like you said, you can kind of jump in anytime. time. Um, so love working with Coach Erdl, and I can't wait to hear uh, what he's got to say on this episode. All right. Well, let's tune in to Coach Erdl.
1: All right, listeners, it is one of the most popular episodes. Here is Training Coach Ertl.
3: Hello, everyone. Glad to be back.
1: How are you doing?
3: I'm doing great. Good. I'm looking forward to some warmer weather so I can get out myself. Yeah. Off
1: the tree. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, you know, like here in Iowa, we've had a little bit of everything. Where we had, you know, some sleet and then some snow and then it was beautiful weather. But it was pretty sloppy out there. So um, I know a lot of people are tuning in this week because they are maybe signed up for Ragbri fifty or maybe thinking about it and uh that's why you're on to kind of give us some idea of how the heck do we train
3: yeah and i was just in the process of writing my next training blog oh good and i know i've been following along some of the rag ride groups on facebook and i see a recurring concern about can i really do 500 miles in a week right and I'm going to try to reassure you that, yes, you can.
1: Okay, good. And And, uh,
3: you don't have to bite off all 500 miles at once. Right. If you can ride 80 miles in a day, you can do it.
1: Okay. And that's why we call you the coach, because you are going to motivate us and give us some, probably some facts and then also help us uh, change our mindsets, right? Yep. (laughs) Well, before we get into Ragbri 50, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about maybe your background, where you live, just anything that you want to share?
3: Okay. I live uh, in Waukee, Iowa, just outside of Des Moines. I've been here many years now, but I grew up in Connecticut. Oh, okay. I started racing 51 years ago myself, and I still do it. Wow. This day, and... uh, Began coaching about 20 years ago when cycling coaching became a thing. I got certified and began coaching individuals and teams, and really enjoy sharing all my experience with people to hopefully prevent them from making some of the mistakes I've made.
1: Yeah, and you've got a lot of experience under your belt to be able to share things like that.
3: Yeah, I, I keep thinking I've, I've made all the mistakes there are to make, but I, I, <laughs> I need more. <laughs>
1: So, wait, we're all, we're going to make mistakes, you know, for the next 50 years?
3: Yep. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully not as many. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> well, good. I'm glad to know that, you know, you've got the experience, especially in, um, well, in athletics as a whole, but specifically with biking. So, okay. Ragbri 50, the route has been announced, at least the overnight towns. And like you mentioned, you know, we're talking around 500 miles. And um, ride director Matt Fippin did disclose that this is the sixth steepest ragbri on record. So I, I'm going to say it in big letters. Help us.
3: Yeah. So believe it or not, one of the more common questions I see is, how can I train for hills when I don't live in a hilly area? Mm. And, well, you know, I Iowa doesn't seem like it should be hilly, but it's got a lot of rolling hills that are incessant. And at 4 p.m. when it's 95 degrees and humid, they can be tough. Yes. Mm. If you live with his hills, by all means, go out and ride on hills. I always say the difference between a serious rider and a recreational rider is a serious rider, actively seeks hills, whereas the recreational rider tries to avoid them. Oh, okay. Go find hills, even if they're a ways away. Sometimes you might even have to drive somewhere to find a hill. Right. And if you only have one hill, do it over and over again. People may think you look funny, but they don't know what you're doing.
1: Yeah. So. And, you know, if you don't train for hills, you can't. You can't be surprised when you go into an event like Ragbrai and find the hills really hard. Like you know what I mean? Like you have to instead of just thinking about it, you have to actually do it. So,
3: yeah, it, it feels different than even on a trainer. You can crank up the gearing or the resistance on your indoor trainer. It's not really the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But hill climbing is as much mental as it is physical. You know, if you turn a bend and you see a hill and you go, oh, no, not another hill. <laughs> You've already been defeated. Right. <laughs> if you go out and ride hills in preparation and at least prove to yourself you can do it, then when you get to that hill and you say, oh, a hill, I'm not looking forward to that, but I know I can do it, um, it makes a big difference.
1: Yeah, and I, I think those strength skills kind of sneak up on you. Um, you know, I'm thinking about last year getting ready for RAGBRAI, um uh, kind of what you said, there's one special hill in my community that I try to avoid as often as I can. But when you're actually, you know, know that you're going to train for a big event like Ragbri, I just started doing it. And I think I also had a poor attitude for quite a few times when I would be like, here I go again. But as the weeks go by, it was amazing where I would, uh, you know, actually notice, like, consciously notice, like, oh, my gosh, that wasn't that bad. So it
3: works. And here's a little trick. If you look down at the ground, it looks level. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, Now, I do get the question, well, I live in Florida. It's pan flat. Don't have any hills. Overpasses aren't even that big. So what do I do? Well... There's a couple of things you can use your gearing on your bike, shift into a larger gear than you would normally ride and do what I call grinds where you just grind away in a big gear, going pedaling slowly like you would up a hill. Okay. not too slowly, but and the other thing is headwinds help. You may not have hills where you live, but I bet you have wind. Yeah. And uh, find a windy day and go out and ride into it play with your gearing. So you kind of simulate what it feels like going uphill. And finally, you know, you can go to the gym and do a little leg work too. That wouldn't hurt.
1: Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that option to actually, you know, be either lifting weights or doing squats or doing something that will
3: supplement. To go to the gym. I mean, just at home, you could do lunges. Yeah. You could do one-legged step-ups onto a bench or a box. Remember, you're just using your own body weight, but you're doing it with one leg. So you're lifting your entire body weight with one leg. Mm -hmm. You'd have to double the weight to do a squat with that much to get the same amount of effect. So there's things you can do at home, hill climbing, hiking up hills if you have them.
1: And if you think about, um, you know, you made reference to Iowa, four o'clock, it's 95 degrees, you know, us uh, us, us Iowans know exactly what that means, especially when you're surrounded by cornfields because they generate humidity. Like, it's hard to explain unless you experience it. But um, is there a way? You know, you kind of gave us a few tips on hills and how to practice or train for them. But any tips on the heat and humidity?
3: Yeah, uh, one of the things I observe frequently is, and especially in the summer, riders will get out early in the morning, leave at six or seven, get out and ride before it gets hot. And that makes sense, of course. But just like hills, you can't avoid it in your training or you'll be sorry. Mm-hmm. And I do encourage you to do some of your rides in the heat of the day to get more acclimated to it, know what it feels like, dial in your drinking to know what, how much you have to drink when it's really hot. hmm you know, a lot of the rides you can do it when it's cooler and pleasant. But just like with hills, a day or two a week, get out there in the middle of the day. And if you're if you're working and can't get out of work till five or so, you know, go ride then in the heat of the day. It's very often hotter at five o'clock here than any other time of the day.
1: Yeah. So you're basically saying us riders have to embrace the heat the humidity and the hills right
3: and headwinds
1: and headwinds yes is <laughs> a yes okay i'm assuming there are many many people listening today that either are about ready to pull the trigger to sign up for their first RAGBRAI, or they already have because of the hype of it being RAGBRAI 50. So um, I know the answer to this, but I'll just ask as if I'm one of those newbies. Is RAGBRAI a ride or a race?
3: It is a ride. It's a tour. So you should be touring, which means enjoying your surroundings, the sights, the sounds, the tastes. The camaraderie, enjoy the towns you ride through each day. There's no winner of Ragbri; you never see the winner posted. Right. Although I like to have fun sometimes and tell people I won Ragbri last year, they go, oh, <laughs> <"Hey, dude." laughs>
1: "That's probably a crazy-looking trophy." Yeah.
3: <laughs> That's an idea. <laughs> ride at your own pace. Enjoy what's out there. You know. The way I look at it, the ride is just something to do between towns to get from place to place. And the nice thing about Iowa is every eight to ten miles there's another town.
2: Right.
3: So you can ride a little segment, get off, see what each town has to offer. And if you haven't done Rag ride before, you know that or you should know that each town bends over backwards
2: mm-hmm.
3: to make the greatest experience that they can think of.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, every town you come to has something going on. And if you just ride through it, like a race, and I know some people that do that, <laughs> um, you miss most of what ragby is about.
1: Right. I always think about those people that race, you know, that try and go as fast as they can because they, you know, like you mentioned, maybe they want to beat the heat or some sort of thought process like that. But then they probably get to the overnight town, they put up their tent, maybe they take a shower, and then they probably immediately start sweating again. So like you mentioned, mm-hmm. why not you know see all the communities that are out there getting prepared for us instead of just sitting at your tent reading a book?
3: Yeah, and I've been guilty of that. I've even gone out with our race team, and we've ridden it just like we would a training ride, and we're done by noon. But it's not a lot of fun sitting around in the heat. Yeah. Yeah all afternoon when you could be out there still enjoying it.
1: Sure, sure.
3: I know there's people that enjoy it too much and you see them rolling in at nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I've been guilty of that before. I hate to say it. but And um, we should probably say, you know, there's no wrong way to do ragbri. So if you are one of those writers that, you know, wants to beat the heat, you get into town, a lot of those towns will have like a movie theater or a library. So they're There are things to do, but Ragbri itself is all about the communities across Iowa.
3: The best thing I think about Ragbri is you're riding along, and some people have a a tag on their bike telling them where they're from, and you can strike up some really neat conversations with people from the world. It's not a race. (laughs)
1: Yes, definitely. Okay, so let's think, you know, it's going to be around 500 miles this year, so that's pretty significant. Um, I know that you have put out a training plan. Andrea and I talked about it on the last podcast. Um, so hopefully people know where to go find it, but it's at the com website, and it's literally a training plan that you provide. But when should riders start training?
3: Um, now if they can. Um, I started the plan a little earlier this year because of the increased mileage, but it, it increases in mileage very gradually. The first few weeks are really gentle, partly because I realize some pe- people around the country have a going to have a hard time getting out this time of year. Right. Um, and so if you can't start for another three weeks, that's fine. But you really need to be starting in March mm-hmm. and uh, getting out and riding. And I would like to to tell people, it's a plan, it's a guide more than a plan. It shows approximately how many miles per week you might want to target. And it also um, has the goal of what your longest ride should be that week. And again, they they both gradually increase over the season.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: And so it's very doable. Um, But... Don't get hung up if you don't do exactly the mileage I've indicated. That's It's a guide. It's a general rule. Some people will find that, oh, it's pretty easy to do more than that. And you can if you want to do more.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: People have done rag before kind of know the drill and know what they're, they need to, do to be able to be fit for it. But it's really more designed for newer riders that maybe have never done. A long ride or a tour like this.
2: Okay
1: and I did notice that you actually provide you know like a, some paragraphs to read about training but there is literally a, a pdf that riders could print out put it on you know their mirror or the refrigerator to kind of keep them um, at least thinking about their next ride or you know looking at it as a guide.
3: Yeah and uh I've talked to a number of people who actually do put it on their refrigerator, which is a handy place mm-hmm. because it's some place you tend to go several times a day. And uh, just, it's there in front of you. You mentioned reading and I should point out too that I began writing training blogs in 2009. Oh, wow. And Andrea has been good enough to post all those on the Ragbri website. If you go to Ragbri and then training She's got every blog I've written since 2009. And so if there's a topic you're interested in, you can kind of cruise through the different articles, you know, everything from hills to endurance, to speed, to eating and drinking. And if you've got a question that you'd like me to write about, I'd be happy to hear those because I'm always needing new ideas.
1: Good. Okay. Okay. Well, I have a few that maybe we can talk about right now. And I'm assuming you've already written about them. But it's kind of based on some of the things that I've been seeing on social media. Um, And it's kind of like tips for completing longer days, because a lot of those days this year are, you know, upwards of 80 miles in one day. So I think to some people, that's going to be like, wow, I've I've got to do some major training. So, um, first one is nutrition. Like what are your thoughts on nutrition when you're, you know, in a long day of biking?
3: Well, it's a good idea to, to eat well, but not too much and eat things that you can digest easily. Um, you may want to stop and have a pork chop at nine in the morning. That's part of rag brai.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But, um, You need to balance that out with some carbs because your body will need some carbs on an 80 mile day. There's plenty of opportunities for all sorts of food, whether you're a vegetarian or a meat eater, carb eater. Um, You know, there's all kinds of food. Maybe the challenge is not eating too much uh, because there's so much to do. And like I said, you're stopping every 10 miles in a town. There's gonna be opportunities to eat all day long So use some restraint. I would recommend eating smaller amounts while you're out riding Mm
2: -hmm.
3: and then have your big meal at the end of the day. Um, It's just, it's something though that you can also train or practice while you're training. When you're out doing your longer rides, um, experiment with eating different things and finding out what you have an appetite for because some things don't taste good when it's 90 degrees out. Right. The thing tastes even better <laughs> like ice cream um, and don't try to fill up too much. If you've ever ridden and stopped and eaten a, a big meal and then tried to ride again, oh, not yeah. the, the thing. so there's plenty of food on the way. Um, if you have something you particularly like to eat while you're riding, by all means, bring it with you, mm-hmm. um, especially, I mean, obviously if it's portable, but bars or whatever. Um, likewise, drinking fluids is especially important when it's hot. There's opportunities for alcohol all along the way too, and you need to be careful about that. That's dehydrating and common sense when you're right. partaking. But plenty of water, other drinks.
1: I've noticed when I... Um, Maybe short myself on water intake. You know, sometimes, like as the week goes on, you kind of get used to the heat, and maybe you don't physically sweat as much. And I've noticed when I short myself on water, like let's say on a Wednesday, um, I feel different on Thursday. Like, like I'm assuming that's a little bit of dehydration, but I definitely feel different. Like I, I wake up in the morning and think I should have drank more water yesterday.
3: Well, eating and drinking is a very important part of recovery, so you can get up and feel good the next day, um, but also fatigue is often one um, outcome of dehydration as well. Oh, okay. If you're getting dehydrated or maybe low on energy, you'll feel more fatigued, and if you take care of yourself, you'll just have the energy, but... Sometimes you may just think you're tired when, in fact, it could just be lack of energy or lack of fluids. Mm -hmm. So be conscious of it. I would recommend trying to, on hot days anyway, drinking a water bottle between each town. Okay. Because you will sweat a lot on some days.
1: And on a side note, um, I've seen this question a lot for a lot of the new RAGBRAI riders, but... It's up to each community to either provide water, um, you know, for free or bottled water. And a lot of the towns, and I think they for sure will this year because of the increase in uh, number of riders, but usually when you come near the fire station, they'll they'll have uh, like a big hose and a stand set up that, you know, maybe 20 people can fill up their water bottle at the same time. So it's not like you need to keep, you know, three liters of water on your bike for the day. Do you agree with that?
0: Yeah,
3: there's lots of opportunities. You know, there was I remember one day there was I was riding and people were handing out water bottles, they were handing out food. I was thinking, you know, it might be a challenge to do rag brai without buying any food or drink. Mm. I wonder how far you can make it, but I wouldn't recommend it, but there are a lot of freebies handed out along the way. Yeah. But one of the best feelings in the world is when somebody sets up a hose and a sprinkler and shoots it into the air and you ride through that and you get a sudden instant of refreshing, cool sensation, and then it's gone. But It's (laughs) the most beautiful feeling at the time.
1: And that's actually my next um, tip that I want you to provide is temperature management. You know, like – when you see Ragbri riders, you see them wearing everything. you know there are people that maybe are um, they don't like the sun, so they'll be wearing long sleeve long pants, covered up their face. Then you'll also be seeing people in you know tank tops or really not very much as far as clothing. But do you have any tips on actual temperature management?
3: Yeah, um, so this is where you do want to get up early and ride in the morning on ragbri itself. So in training, you go out and ride in the heat, but when it comes to rag dry, I start early.
2: Mm-hmm. And everyone
3: does for the most part. Um, but you're going to be riding out in the sun and the heat, and Iowa doesn't have many trees. So you're going to get a lot of sun beating down on you. So covering your skin can help keep you cool, but don't wear black.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You can get sun-protecting arm covers, um, if you wear long, something long on your legs, you might find that actually makes you hotter, especially since most of those are black. Yeah, That's not a good idea. Um, but whatever you wear, make sure it breathes and wicks the moisture away from your skin so it can evaporate. You know, avoid cotton. Um, keep your Santa suit at home. <laughs> Lycra is great for cooling quickly evaporating quickly but the other thing is if you start feeling overheated when you get to a town sit down under a tree there's usually a breeze you know spray spraying water on yourself Mm -hmm. whether you're riding or resting can really cool you down a lot just make sure it's not your gatorade bottle
1: nice and sticky
3: but yeah definitely and if you start getting where you feel headachy or nauseous that's a sign of heat exhaustion that's when you need to stop and rest and maybe get some help pouring water or cold water on your wrist or your face can really help Hmm. cool you down but again make sure you get out and get exposed to the heat before you get to rag dry right and understand what you can tolerate
1: and as far as, um, you know, getting out ahead of time, you know, we talked about your plan and that you can print it off and put it on the, the fridge and kind of you even have a place where people can write in what they actually do for mileage each week. Do you have kind of a, a roundabout number that people should try and get to before ragbri? as far as miles?
3: Well, my rule of thumb is try to get in a thousand miles. And again, that sounds like a big number. That sounds like a number you drive your car, not ride a bike, but right. you've got a long time
2: mm-hmm.
3: to get that in. And chances are, if you're disciplined enough, you'll get more than that because that's only 100 miles a week. Yeah. And it depends on your age and your status. You know, young people seem to be able to just hop on a bike and go without much training. As we get older, it gets harder and you got to be more mindful <laughs> Of what you're doing
1: I notice once especially if it's a beautiful day um, you know I might have the mindset of Ugh, I'm just going to go out and do 10 miles and you know call it a day and once you're out there in the sun and you know like seeing the trails or maybe running into some friends like uh, a 10 mile plan can quickly turn into 25 or 30 and you know it feels so good when you get back
3: Yeah, and I'll probably stick in here that don't ignore recovery. You know, don't get so gung-ho you're out riding every day to the point where you're kind of feeling run down and you don't look forward to riding. Mm -hmm. My plan only has four days a week of riding. You can do more if you want, but don't feel guilty taking days off. That's Mm -hmm. You know, I've I've written about how resting is training also. That's actually when your body gets stronger
2: Mm.
3: when you're out doing the riding, that's where you tear it down. And and that's how training works. You stress your body. It recovers, gets stronger. You go through that that cycle. So especially if you're, let's say you go out and do most of your long rides on weekends, take Monday off. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: You go to work and rest, which kind of sounds funny, but just don't (laughs) do that. that. Hey, I'm glad it's uh, it's Monday, so I can rest. <laughs> it's kind of backwards, yeah. but
1: it is. Uh, it is. If,
3: if I had to, if my job was as hard as my hobby, I'd quit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 and do you think um, cross training is okay? Like, if you know, maybe somebody out there uh, really enjoys swimming. Um, are they? Would you recommend, you know, go ahead and keep swimming if you want to do that a couple days? Um, but it doesn't replace the bike miles that someone needs, right?
3: You need the bike miles. And, and for one reason, and this is my favorite topic to write about, is your butt. Train okay. Your butt. The only way to do that is to sit on it for a long time on a hard bicycle seat. Um, but, yeah, do other activities. Cross-train is good for your overall fitness and wellness um, it, it does benefit your cardio system. Um, your heart works the same way, whether you're running or riding. But, yeah, you, you still have to ride.
1: And it is so true. Uh, you'll notice, uh, you know, new riders will notice this when they first do their first maybe couple of rides that their butt may be a little bit like, wait a minute, what's going on here? But, yeah, you gotta you got to get that training in too.
3: (laughs) Yeah, and it's not just you, but it's all your contact points, your feet, your hands, and then your shoulders, neck, back, all those things need to get used to sitting in that position for long periods of time.
1: Well, what do you think? Do you think uh, people out there are going to be able to get their training in and enjoy RAGBRAI 50?
3: They should, and you should also, you know, sometimes people make fun of the fact that you Train for RAGBRAI, really? Um, if you don't like the word training, think of it as preparation. You do have to do riding mm-hmm. and don't look at that as the chore that you have to do it. That should be part of the, the, the whole experience Yeah. getting out there, riding, pushing yourself, going further and seeing what you can do. And I think you'll be surprised
1: well, here we are, you know, the end of February, at least when we're recording this. So if people are listening at the end of February or beginning of March, it, you need to, you know, get the mindset that it's time to uh, start the Rag Bright experience.
3: That's right. And the weather's starting to break, at least around here. Yeah. So yeah, time to time to get going, get signed up if you haven't. And you know, there's other things to plan for as well, a lot of logistics that you need to think about. And there's plenty of tips if you're if you're new to this, go to the Facebook newbies group. Yeah. Where people ask all the questions that's on their mind that are probably on your mind as well. Definitely. Like how do you get from the finish line back to the start town where my car is? You're right.
1: <laughs> And if people want to learn more specifically from you, um, where can they go or what what can they do?
3: Well, first of all, yeah, go to the website. You can read about all my articles. You can also find me on Facebook. Um, I'm often in there on the Newbies Group. You can email me, cyclecoach at hotmail.com, especially if you have ideas for articles you'd like to see. Mm -hmm. I'd like to hear them
1: Excellent, well as always Thank you Coach Erdl for coming on the podcast And uh, telling us How exciting this rag rye Is going to be if we train for it
3: It is and remember The reason you want to train and be prepared Is so you can enjoy The ride. you don't want to be Suffering, hurting Uh, You know some people may Treat it like an extreme event Which is fine if that's what they want to do But most of you don't you want to be able to enjoy the experience, not be in pain. So.
1: Definitely. All right. Well, thanks so much, Coach.
3: All right. See you next time.
1: Well, listeners, that is it for this week. We both want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Just Go Bike podcast.
0: And if you'd like to contact us with a comment about the podcast, or maybe you have a topic in mind, You can reach us at JustGoBikePodcast at gmail.com, or you can also follow us on social media at JustGoBike on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast,
1: especially if you're a fan. And if you have any extra time, pop on over to the Morphology Podcast
0: for more bike adventure interviews. All right, that's a wrap. We'll be back next week. Until then, Just Go go bike. Bike!